ICA Gear has outfitted over 10,000 bow hunters across the country, and we're continuing to raise the bar when it comes to bow hunting camo. New for the 23 season, we introduce our never-before-seen panel fabric system designed to be dead quiet along with our patent-pending bow hunting collar, Osseo Gear. Features and function built for bow hunters by bow hunters. Learn more at asiogear.com. Welcome to the Bear Bow Hunter Podcast with your host, Nate Bailey and Jerry Goins, where we celebrate the ancient paths of our bear bow ancestors, where hard work and woodsmanship outweigh advanced shooting devices, where we value those who've gone before us and welcome those yet to come. Join us as we share valuable insight about the bear bow hunter's lifestyle. Okay, welcome to another edition of the Barebow Hunter Podcast. Uh, today we have Jerry Goins here. How's it going, Jerry? Well, doing well. Good, uh, be, good to be back doing this again and hunting again. Yeah, we. So a lot of you guys have probably found out by now if you follow our Instagram that we have been bear hunting. We only had what? What did we hunt? Three days? Two and a half. Yeah. 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 Two and a half days. We. Um, we did a lot of bear hunting in different spots. Most most of the places that we went, a lot of guys don't really go to. When you think of Southern Oregon bear bow hunting or bear hunting, you're thinking of going to a, a clear cut and glassing it, and then shooting long range range rifles. And it's very effective, and it's a good thing because you know they're helping with the bear population. But something that we 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 did this last year um, with our bows and. Uh, we, we went to the places that we're going to this year, but we didn't, we didn't really do the whole long range thing. Um, and we probably could have got on bears quicker if we did. Absolutely. But that's not our game. Yeah. It's a short, we're short range. I mean, that's why we hunt with traditional bows. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also some of the places that we were going, we kind of wanted to go and check out. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys haven't seen, it's all going to be up on YouTube and this podcast is going to come out before YouTube. So I'm trying not to give too much away about everything that we saw, <laughs> but we're going to have to give some of away because it was pretty awesome. Um, we, so one of the things is last year, let's go back to last year, last year. If you guys haven't seen the video, Jerry and I got in on a bear last year. That was pretty good size. Big. He's big. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just big. He's real big. And it's in a spot that's really close to my house. So right now Jerry's at, at my house and we, we were spring bear hunting and we stuck it out and tried to hunt that area um, two, three times. We went in a couple times, but it's down at this elevation. It was just so hot. Yeah. We had temps in the 80s. Yeah. It, it, it was high 80s. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it was close to 90 because it was um, yesterday or day before yesterday it was just scorching. Right. So, um, so we decided to go up high in the snow, but that same bear, we call him Mr. Big. And you guys, if you haven't seen the video, you can go back and check out the video. It's from last year, spring bear hunt. And that bear got within 50 yards. Yeah. I'd say about 50 before the wind shifted just enough. Right. Right. I, yeah. Or, or he shifted to it. 
you know, he, he, as he was coming, we were kind of stuck by the time he got around that clearing. We had no place to go. Yeah. So, um, so anyhow, he, he winded us and took off, but you'll see it all in the video. If you guys go check it out. Well, anyhow, that same bear, um, I got him on, on camera later that year and he's been living in there and we found him again. He's same. He's in the same area. Right. Walking right through the same area that we watched him. I mean, right. The tracks we found were within what? An eighth of a mile from yeah. where we had seen him. Right. So. And, and and then so we went down there and one day we saw he so there's one mud puddle there and we checked that mud puddle and he crossed it same tracks big tracks um we call him mr big it, it's on our instagram and then so we went in there and there's one set of tracks one day and then we went back in there the next day and there's another set of tracks um i have a camera posted down there somewhere that we don't know where it's at I, we went and looked for it but it never i never could find it but, um, so I have him on a different camera in October. So we were hunting that one bear, um, but it was just getting too hot. I mean, by eight o'clock in that, in the morning, in the morning, it was t-shirt weather. It, yeah, it was bad mm -hmm. and, and sweating. I mean, we were sweat. So any, if you guys have been around black bears very much, um, it is the rut right now. And sometimes that keeps them a little bit more active, but unless you're willing to go down there and beat the alters, alders, the altars, the alder trees. <laughs> if, if unless you're willing to go down there and, and and try to push them out of there, and if you guys have ever been in the alder trees here in southern Oregon, next to creeks, those tag alders, you can't hardly get through them. No, you can't. And not only can you not get through them, but if you did, you're not going to get a shot off. I mean, if you get a shot off, it's going to be like you better be knifing him. Yeah, right. <laughs> you better have a boar spear or something because it's it's it would be super close so jerry and i made the decision we're going high and uh try not to give everything away here because the videos are worth watching um so we did go high beautiful beautiful country we had to walk um we couldn't drive up to where we wanted to go because of the snow so we had to walk uh, about a mile and a half through patches of snow on yeah. the road it wasn't it wasn't too bad that was after the little Suzuki got us there, though. We, we got to give props the to the Suzuki. The Suzuki got us through some of them, and then it just got to the point where, yeah. yeah. yeah there's <laughs> so, no way. <laughs> yeah. But so we uh, we did find a place. We walked in. Um, Really not the kind of grass yet. I mean, there was it, the grass is coming up, but give it another week up there. Oh, man. Yeah, it was still fairly short. and. Right. Uh, the uh but it was it was beautiful up there i mean i don't understand why you wouldn't find bear up there well we did but well i mean watching yeah. and seeing right. multiple bears probably right. um but i don't think the grass was just quite tall enough yet right but man it, it was a beautiful spot to sit and yeah. watch for sure yeah okay so i'm gonna pivot off of this now because i want everybody to watch the videos <laughs> So the videos are going to come out and you guys are going to watch them. Um, and we're not going to tell you what happens. <laughs> Jerry's like, well, why not? Right. Really? Yeah. Um, what, ha what happened? I oh, you oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah, we don't need to tell everybody that. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, see see how we did that, Jerry? Yeah. Jerry's like, that sounds so dishonest. Why aren't you just telling them? Yeah. No, it's not. It's just that you guys, um, there's some beautiful stuff that you need to see, and uh, we'll leave it at that. The one thing that we want to, that I would do want to address is in the videos, you're going to see us not packing our traditional bows. No, you're not. And there's a reason for that. Because we were carrying muzzle loaders, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but there's a reason we're yeah. carrying muzzle loaders. Um, because after that bear last year, we're like, and and Jerry and I are the first to start talking about we need to get rid of predators in the state. We have far too many since since measured what was it, eighteen <sighs> or twenty, whatever it was, yeah. that outlawed baiting and dogs, um, for any uh, predator. Well, I can't say that because. It's okay for coyotes, but for bear or cougar specifically, so you, that took the management tools out of the hands of the management of game managers and put it in the hands of the voters. Right. And this being a pretty liberal state, they outlawed it. And now we have so many bears and so many cougars. Well, the cougar season's open year round now. Right. And it used to right. be just a couple week chase season and yeah. that was it. Uh, our deer and elk populations are suffering, and now we have yeah. the wolves. Right. So, right. the the bear numbers, cougar numbers, they've got to come down. Right. And so we decided that we didn't want to long range them across canyons with a high powered rifle. That we we're we still wanted to keep it short range. Right. So we we went with the primitive style muzzle loaders. Yeah, yeah. And so if you guys watched that video from last year. Um, that bear would not have killed more. So well, he'd I, have been toast. Yeah, I had a real, I had a real um, hard time after that. Um, and I talked to Jerry about. Oh, that we had one. many conversations yeah, about that. About yeah. the fact that here I am preaching about getting rid of the predators, yet because of my equipment choice, which is not a problem. I, I, I mean, right. our, our equipment choice is the way we want to do it, but. I got to put my money where my mouth is. If, if I'm going to take care of bears, I probably should do use the management tools that ODFW has given me. We could shoot three bears in the state. I don't they know would, too many other states that you can do that. Right, right. Because That's because we have so many bears. Right. And and so I could have shot all three of my bears last year um, if I was carrying a muzzle otter. <laughs> right. And not carrying my bow. And. Um, we're, we're still talking about shots well under a hundred yards. Yes. Yes. But that 50 yard range. Right. Right. So, uh, there's no way I'm going to shoot an arrow at a bear at 50 yards or, or, in, or any other animal. Well, maybe a grouse. Well, yeah. Maybe. But, um, so I, 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 I had a, I was going through this and, and I was thinking, man, how am I going to, how am I going to be an effective conservationist? Yet still stay in the in the close range hunting that I want to do. Still stay true to our personal yeah. challenge, right? Limitations that we put on ourselves. Yeah, and so um, that's kind of how the muzzleloader came in to be. And I've had a lot of people ask me about muzzleloader because you know we're barebow hunters. We are right and, at heart. That's what we are. Right, and so to have when when I. Picked up when I picked up the muzzleloader, people were like, "Oh wow, what are you doing?" And um, so that's that's kind of what we kind of that's kind of the reasoning behind it. And then once we picked up the muzzleloader, and Jerry, you've always been kind of active in muzzleloading. No, 
Um, I mean, I did not some, hunting, not, not hunting. hunting. I, I did some, uh, historical reenacting with my wife. Right. Uh, we, we work, we volunteered at a, uh, oh, it's a grade school camp, you know, outdoor school. Right. And so I did the fur trapper and she did the, you know, the prairie woman and all that stuff. Right. And she used to do the Sacagawea and civil war woman in the schools Right. Uh, until that funding ran out. And I did, uh, I portrayed um, Charbonneau at the, with her at like nursing homes and yeah. so, stuff like that. So I had the equipment. Right. But right. I wasn't active in, and, you know, and, a shooting club or right. anything like that. And, and you loved it. I mean, you know, any I think anybody that's an outdoorsman in Oregon, well, probably anywhere, but more so no, in Oregon. Just but, Oregon. Well, because... <laughs> Because we come from trappers, right? I mean, that was one of our big things. Absolutely. Um, so we we kind of tend to draw back to that. And so I picked up the muzzleloader. And see, I'm I'm fifth generation Oregonian. My my family came over here before the wagon trains. And as that was happening, um, so it kind of tied me to my my pioneer roots. Right. Um, not that the traditional bow doesn't, but. It was kind of cool. It's a cool thing. I got to, you know, I took, I got a kit from uh, Three Rivers and I got to build the kit and now I'm packing it around in the woods. Right. And it, and not only that, it's just after traditional bow hunting for what, a little over 30 years now, which is kind of a fun little diversion to try something new. Oh, right. Right. Because we're and, totally clueless sometimes. And still, yeah. <laughs> and still keep it in the realm of, of, of what we, like I said earlier, our personal challenge of right. being close to the animal right. before we kill it. Right. And like you said, there's nothing nothing against the guys who go out and do the long range shooting no, with the black bears. not at all. Because they got to be taken. Yep. But that's just not our thing. Yeah. So it was fun. It, it was fun to carry the muzzle loader for two or three days. And, and yeah, it was kind of uh, cool. I've got an old Hawken, uh, I bought a used Hawken style. Right. Uh, mountain rifle actually and uh it's fun to shoot and and uh you know yeah yeah Yeah, that smoke is addictive yeah it is (laughs) i just picked up a flintlock too a st louis hawking flintlock and i i have yet to be able to shoot it but i'm looking forward to matter of fact we didn't shoot we didn't clear your rifle did we no i'll do it on the freeway on the way home (laughs) (laughs) so so anyhow, this is what we've been doing, and that's what you guys are going to see in the videos. Um, we're so one of the things that we're going to do, I think, um, and I know the Life Outdoors, the, our YouTube channel, we're going to do more and more um, of the muzzle loading stuff, just because it's a part of me now, um, just like traditional bows are. Right. Um, I mean, now I want to build a muzzle loader. Yeah, it's 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 it, they go together. Right. It, it really goes together. It's just. I think honestly, like my for elk hunting, I think my trad bow is actually probably more. It's probably going to be easier than um, say I miss on the first round with the muzzleloader. I'm not going to get a second shot. <laughs> no, you're done. I'm, I'm over. Yeah. Um, with the trad bow, you might be able to my, get a second mm-hmm. shot. And um, same same with we were talking about bears. You know, what would happen if you miss a bear and he decides he doesn't like you? Yeah. 
to get a second shot with a muzzleloader is not going to happen. No, you're going to turn it into a bat. Yeah, you better be carrying two muzzleloaders. <laughs> That's about the only option you've got. Yeah, yeah, you can bat them over the head with it. So there is that aspect to it that um, you have, knowing that you have one shot and it's going to take you, I don't know, what's the fastest muzzleloader? You know, I, if for someone unpracticed, right. and even with those preloaded little cartridges we right. had, I still think you're looking at 30 seconds. Right, uh, easily. And, you know. and me, I don't know about you, but me, I start get, trying to push that ball in and then I'm fiddle farting around, fumbling, trying to get it down. And then I get my starter out and I forget how to use it right. So we're talking a minute and a half for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're still neophytes when it comes to the muzzle loader. I actually, I actually uh, did a video um, on the YouTube channel and this is how, when it comes to muzzle loading, this is how far gone i am i'm learning a lot i mean the the oh, that's yeah. probably why it's so much fun too is well because we're it, it's like it's like starting over it, bow hunting exactly <laughs> just like it was like when we first picked up a trad yeah. bow and then there was all there's a lot of stuff to learn there in shooting yeah. it and then you got make your own arrows yeah. and then you decide to make your own bow right you know and it's kind of the same excitement right you know and then the, all the heritage that goes along with it you know oh, right trad bows have their um their howard hills and their and their uh fred bears and all that and so does muzzleloading and, and muzzleloading goes back in in american history to like people that i've always looked up to right like jim bridger and kit carson right and and you could start talking uh, the mclaughlins i mean these are all places the names are all even stuff around us so. Exactly. Yeah. Then the and the, you know, of course the Lewis and Clark expedition oh. up through here and and when I think about those guys, you know, that year when they were first up here at Fort, at, uh, Fort Clatsop, it yeah. it rained like all but four yeah. days, and they're out there with flintlocks. <laughs> yeah. The the hunters <laughs> to kill elk for the whole camp in that pouring rain. It's like. Ah, it's a whole bunch more respect now. Oh, How boy. do they keep that powder dry? I and, have no clue. And I mean, because in the, in that part of the state, when it rains, it rains. I right. mean, it's it, it comes rains. hard. It rains from the ground up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it. It's not really, but it, there, there's so much. When the rains there, there's fog there. I mean, it is. It's just wet. It is wet. It yeah. is wet. You know, I had a couple days here. Um, I and I videoed some of it. Um, but I had a day here when I was hunting in the rain with my muzzleloader and it's a progression and I'm clueless. I, I'm, I'm learning though. Yeah. And I can shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I can put it together, right, you know, and I, right. I know how everything works in it now. Uh, I didn't when I got the kit, I, I've learned, you guys don't understand how much of a learning curve and how much, how fun it is to, I was calling it a Hawkins a Hawkins? A Hawkins. H A W K I N S. And I got corrected in that. Yeah. Um, because it's H A W K E N and it's named after people. So that's a big deal. Right. And, and, and uh, you didn't have a powder horn, I understand. Uh, you know, I was pouring straight out of the flask. <laughs> I was pouring straight, I was pouring down a barrel straight out of a flask. And somebody says, Do you realize that you have a, a, a stick of dynamite in there? If that thing goes off, you know what's going to happen? And I started thinking, oh, you know what? I Yeah. So um, it's pretty cool, though, because there's been a lot of people that stepped up and helped me out. Ethan right. over at Muzzle Blast, 
yes has just come along and he's he's a younger guy but he's been around it all of his life and he came over and just kind of helped me out and said hey you know this- well if he, with no mentor how do you know you don't you know i mean i got a uh, a younger guy right now that uh i'm mentoring in trad bows right and i just got a text from him uh today you know and he wants to make his own arrows but he has no idea about the fletching and and all the numbers he called it you know right. the different degrees and stuff like that and it's like you know i was there one at one time right and i'm kind of back there now right you know with right. with the the muzzle loading thing and it's fun right i was there one time <clears throat> so you know when we started doing this barebow thing and this barebow hunters group and then we started doing a podcast and then we started putting out videos and stuff like that um i was doing that because at one point this stuff wasn't out right, right. i mean it took me forever to just learn what spine was I, right. I could remember trying to figure out what spine was i didn't have google to google it i had to start asking people no it's 30 years ago yeah and i had to ask people and a lot of it, so if you get like five mixed you get five things that are mixed then you're like well how do i even know who to believe and and then traditional bow hunter magazine came out and right. that helped immensely right a lot of how to's in the early years yep. yep and and then once that happened when 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 i saw the digital media going the way it was i was thinking man you know we could help people we we could actually make people um be able to get into traditional bow hunting and actually shoot a bow probably pretty good to 20 yards within a year's time if they just listen to what we're putting out you know right you know how long it took me to get an arrow that was matched to my bow when i first started <laughs> well we didn't we didn't know you know fortunately for me i live in the same town as dave dorn gotcha and was and he was you know selling his feathers and shafts and stuff and so and then by joining the traditional archers of oregon between him and steve savage and a couple other guys i had uh, some people to help me figure all that out right you know i mean if you could find I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was books out and if you could come across the right magazine article to help you out and whatnot. right right but um right now and yeah now you've got all that stuff at your fingertips right right on, and on youtube you can just find the right channel right some of it you got to be careful though sometimes people are misleading too right um you know it, traditional bow hunting has has grown in popularity which is great but at the same time that brings problems with it too right um but yeah so what what i was saying is you know when when we're able to see all this well now i take all that for granted i mean you know i could step outside throw an arrow on my bow and go oh that's that arrow's too you know that's the spine's way off or, right. or I could say, yeah. you know, that spine's probably pretty close, but maybe my brace is off. And because there's kind of almost like an osmosis feel to it. You've been around it so long. Well, you've experience. Right. You know. So, so anyhow, getting back, people question me all the time about this stuff. And and I think to myself, man, I, I don't even take that into account. I, I, I you know, um, it doesn't even cross it's, my mind anymore. It's it's not a huge head scratcher. No, no. And so when I go into the the muzzle loading world and I'm that guy now, right? Where I, I'm the guy that's like, okay, I'm pouring, I'm pouring 
powder right out of my flask, you know? And, uh, when I go in to do that and, and they're like, uh, that's like total rookie move. Now that's got my headspace back into the traditional bow hunting. Like, Hey, you know, maybe I need to cover some more of the basis stuff to help these guys out that are getting into it. The guys that don't want to ask the questions, I like me in the muzzleloading world. Well, um, yeah, I, we've got in, I'm lucky in Springfield, we have the Gunworks, which right. is yeah, which totally is, dedicated yeah. to muzzleloading. Yeah. And he's a great and guy. He is. He's David easy. is awesome. Yep. And I've, I walked in there and the first couple of times I was in there, I'm looking at stuff and gee, what, what is that for? You know, <laughs> what, I don't even know what that is. And, and then I, I would say to him and, and he was very gracious. I'd say, "Lo, I've got some really stupid questions. Right. Right. You know, and he, and it totally took me back, but he was very, very gracious and said, you know, there's, there's no stupid questions. You're just beginning ask and we'll, right. We'll get you through it. Right. So I'm lucky to have that here. Right. Uh, there are a lot of YouTube videos out there. I've perused some of them. Right. Um, and some of them have been helpful. Right. Yeah. You know, but, uh. Yeah, it's, I have no idea where I was going with that. Well, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, muzzle. so the muzzleloading, the whole thing about the muzzleloading that has helped with the traditional bow hunting for right. me is okay. how much we take for granted. Yeah. You know, being around it for this, this for so long, it's like, um, you know, when I make videos and stuff, I, I've done some videos that I've given, put out on the channel that a lot of people have found a lot of value in, you know, just setting brace height. And I'm like really does anybody want to see a video about how to set up set up brace height and, i've had people ask me when i've said that they go <laughs> and they what's brace height yeah exactly and that uh, i'll tell you right now you guys if listening to this if your bow doesn't ever, you can't ever find any way to get it to shoot right it's probably your brace height i mean quite honestly you could knocking point brace height yeah i mean those two things easy fixes are easy fix. You could yeah. almost you could almost change the dynamic of an arrow coming off of the string just by brace height. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. so yeah. but but that's something that's so menial to me. And once I remember when I finally figured that out, mm-hmm. and and it was another bow hunter saying, and I think it was off of like um, Leatherwall back in the day. Oh yeah, and and. Uh, and somebody saying, "Hey, just raise your brace height." And I, I was trying to run my brace. <laughs> stupid. I was trying to run my brace heights as low as I could because you pick up speed, right? Right. <laughs> and, and, and then there are other. I was in one a, foot per second or something. <laughs> I was in a bow shop a few years ago. It's primarily tech, high tech, but they sell a few traditional bows, right? And there was a guy trying out a bow, and I remember the the one of the workers coming over and it was a recurve and he did the old fist metal thing with just the thumb and the hand. And well, that's probably your brace height. There. Right. Right. And he walked away and I believe it was a Samick Sage. And, uh, I told him, you know, you might want to raise that up an inch or two, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like the guy didn't know me. He'd never met me. I had no creams with him. Right. The bow guy, told him that that's where it should be right right um so there, you got to be careful who's where you're getting your advice as right. well right and and yeah and so coming back is you know these are the things that 
muzzleloading has done for me is to, to show me how much I don't know about things. And um, so like in people were, are going to want to see stuff just like me. I'm searching on the, on YouTube. Now I'm searching for things that probably guys that have been in muzzleloading would be like, doesn't, doesn't he just know that? And no, I don't No, I, I don't. It, it's the no. same thing. Same thing. When I shot um, rifles, uh, I was shooting across ranges with my son's rifle and I, and I did not understand the little dots in the scope. It was a MOA scope, which means minute of angle. And okay. you just see it's uh, something I didn't know. Right. You and, know, so. And, and so I thought that those little dots were like one of those dots is a hundred yards. One of those dots is 200 yards. One of those dots is 300 yards. Yeah, well, logic would tell you that, but that's not how it was. Right. You yeah. got to figure that out for that particular rifle. So I shot at a bear and I had a friend spotting for me and um, he had his binoculars up and I shot and he goes, dude, you didn't hit anywhere <laughs> in my binocular view. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I was holding 500 yards. I was holding five dots down. <laughs> and and uh, after I did all the calculations and stuff, um, five five dots down would have been like 20 foot high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so anyhow, those kind of things, no, those kind of things, um, I still don't know how to do that. That's probably one of the big reasons the, I don't do it. The bottom line is, no matter what endeavor you pick up, everybody starts at zero knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And so, so my point being, we as mentors or somebody that's trying to help people along mm-hmm. to get into something, um, barebow hunters, um, the reason that we, we have to understand that about what we're doing. And we take us so much for granted as far as barebows. Well, yeah. And we're taking so much for granted that, um, you know, we got to be more open to, and, and, and people don't want to ask questions. Well, we have to, we have to remember where we came from and encourage those who won't ask to ask. Right. Right. I mean, even the whole bear hunting thing, you know, even the whole bear hunting thing is, is been fairly new to us. Well, last last spring was the first time i'd ever hunted bear i mean specifically right, hunted bear right. and it was only two days right so and two and a half days this year yeah so my total experience is four and a half days hunting bears right it's been fun yeah uh i i absolutely want to continue doing it um but i gotta tell you here in oregon it's a challenge yeah to do it, to do it the way we're doing it. right right and yeah, um, I'm still kind of mixed. You know, I still got another day and a half, and I'm thinking maybe I'll go grab a rifle and go to, go, yeah. go get one out of a clear cut so I can help you with the conservation side of it. Uh, but then again, the weather's turned. Maybe I should go up after Mister Big. You know, and and today would have been a good day. Today would have been a good day. I'm I'm sure he's. I put a camera right where he's crossing there, so it'd be nice to know. And here's another deal. If we don't get him, if I don't get him spraying, I'm going to be back in there in August and we'll go after him. And I, and I'll, but I, I feel like I really need to help with the bear population. If they're giving us this opportunity mm-hmm. and, and I'm conservation minded and I, until they get back down to the numbers that they, that are, you know, uh, management levels, once they get back to management levels, it's both from then on, 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh, and other than the fact that I love my muzzleloader now. <laughs> well, I you know, but you know, you can just go out and shoot it for fun too, sure, but that's true. Uh there's a, something I think people don't understand about you know, when we say there's no baiting, people are thinking the bait piles and all that. You can't even use scents for them here. Right. Unless you're wearing them on your person. Right. Now, I don't know what kind of an idiot would wear scents on his pant legs for bear and draw them right to you. Um, but, you know, they make those little smoke sticks and all that. It's all illegal. Right. Every bit of it. Right. So me stuffing your pockets full of hamburger when you're sleeping, does that count as baiting? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it did to the little animals burrowing into my pockets, I guess. But, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty insane how that's, uh, and we've tried to get that back on the ballot and it's come close a couple times, but it still hasn't. It's a thing in Oregon is we have the initiative petition process, right? Uh, any Joe Blow can, can get a, initiative going file it get the needed signatures and it goes on the ballot right and the the antis who ran the ads for that campaign it was so blatantly tied to emotion yeah you know yeah uh well and and the hunters didn't do themselves any favors everybody's like ah yeah it's not gonna pass and so there was no there was nothing going out against those ads there was nothing. There was nothing showing, you know, uh, a boar eating another baby bear. There was none of that. None of that. Um, because boars eating fawns. Boar. Right. I mean, it's right. And and frankly, I think we were unprepared because nobody expected anything like that to happen. Right. right. You know, why have a group all poised and ready to fight against something like this? Yeah, it's not going to happen. With, yeah. Right. right. Except for the initiative petition. Yeah. And, and you know, here's another thing that really bugs me about that whole thing is we had actually had hunters who voted against baiting bears. Right. They say, I would never bait them. So yeah. they, they couldn't see the, the big picture. <sighs> yeah. And, and now we're, but hindsight is 2020. Uh, but, you know, everybody was raising that alarm. Guys that have been in the woods for a while were like, uh, guys, the only way we're keeping these bears and these cougars under control are with these tools odfw knew it and it wasn't that's why it was allowed and yeah it's the only management tools they had yeah and and they still use them we're just paying for them now and right exactly it's predator control yeah i mean like over in one of the counties over in one of the the units the game management units they actually killed 24 cats out of that with hot with hounds but it was done by the state it's so it's so ridiculous with, with contract contract uh, killers yeah Co- they had to contract somebody to run his hounds and pay for it mm-hmm. whereas they could have been making revenue off of that and the same thing's still being done it's it's ludicrous and people don't realize that um mm-hmm. and and quite honestly so these management tools have been placed there and then the state odfw everybody blames odfw for this and it's not them it's it's not the people it's not your biologist at your local odf office matter of fact if you talk to some of them that i've talked to they would really like to see that management tool come back because they're having a hard time trying to figure out how to keep our blacktails around they're really having a hard time yeah, right we're now. having a hard time with the deer population especially the blacktail population yeah um, and mule deer 
Mule deer's you know, another one in the state of Oregon that's having problems. So it's, yeah, it's it's a tough thing all the way around. Right. How do we get on that? You know, I think I, it I might be there. might be two or three <laughs> days of no sleep, possibly. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's one I'm of kind of rambling around. That's one of my pet peeves, though. Really, in the state is um, we allowed people who never even go in the woods to vote that. And they'd never see anything that's the reality of what's going on in the woods. They don't want to see it. And they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't understand the, how cruel nature is. Yeah. They just don't want us doing it. Right. And I've, I talked to to many people about it being a viable management tool. Uh, you'd say like, okay, look, but we we're against dogs and baiting. I said, well. But this is how it is. If we don't have this, like right. we just talked about, those numbers are going to explode. And right. I hope it's not you or one of your relatives within the next 20 years that gets taken down by a cougar. Right. You know? right. And it's starting to happen. Well, and just in Ashland, you know, there in Lithia Park, I mean, there's pets missing all the time. Right. And and, um, and there's a lot of cougars in Lithia that come into Lithia Park. Bears, too. They've, they've had like three in the last, in this year, they've had like three times where they've had to remove bears out of lithia park we've removed them out of downtown springfield yeah they've removed uh they've had to do cougar watches around schools because it's they yeah in town i'm not right. i'm not talking about you know marcola or something right. uh where there's been cougar spotted outside the fence at the grade school yeah. and i mean this is all three or four miles from my house right uh another mile or two down there's a very very popular walking path along the river uh, multiple cougar sightings along that path, right. uh, which is just kind of on the edge of town. Right. So, you know, I, but we still have people. Yeah. We, we only have so much time and I'm yeah. just going to go off. So. <laughs> so with that being said, how yeah. come we don't have a bear? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it's not that we weren't around them. Boy, oh boy. Right. Um, one of the things is, is uh, man, Today is probably the best day we've had, and we weren't we didn't get out. You got no. to go home, and yeah, it's been way too hot. On. The last three right. days were really, really hot. In the nineties, and the first hot days of the year, yeah, to up up in those right. degrees. And I'm sure that that most of the uh, movement was probably super early. Yeah, super early and super late. Yeah. And then, so, and then when we did go into the snow, um, they were moving better up there, but. Because we found tracks. Well, I don't want to give too much away yeah. here. Um, but and and there were bears around, and but and the elk and the deer were moving super well. Yeah, up, we we're just talking there. about the blacktail populations being yeah decimated. And I've never seen so many blacktails <laughs> yeah. in one day. I think oh. we saw forty blacktails in two days up there. Yeah, and in one, one spot and one group just yeah fifteen. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that many blacktails together in one group. I. I mean, in Southern Oregon, that just, you don't see that. It was like the whitetails in Kansas two years ago in the cornfields, you know. Or, or mule deer. You know? I mean, you know, the yeah. big groups of mule deer. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's strange. But um, anyhow, just kind of wanted to get on here and kind of fill you guys in on the fact that, yes, we're carrying muzzleloaders. And yes, we still love our trad bows. We do. Very much so. Matter of fact, um, I just bought another one. So. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I've set up. I'm not telling anybody where I'm hunting or what I'm doing until it actually comes true. Because 
I want to make. I hope I get what I'm putting it in for for tags, and if I don't, um, I'm still carrying that Tradbo elk hunt man. That, uh, yeah, I'm. I will never give. Are you it talking up. about the tag we put in for? Yes. Yes. And if I don't draw that tag, I'm still. There's places I'm. You know. I don't know if you'll go on that one though. If I don't draw that tag, I'm going straight into the Cascades and living off my back. Ah, for the, yeah, that's not an old man hunt. <laughs> <laughs> no land for old men. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of, we kind of wanted to get on here and, and talk about that and try to hopefully keep some of those messages down about, hey guys, what the heck? Um, because we we believe in hunting. And I do know, I realize, well, I know several myself, a lot of traditional archers are also into the muzzleloading. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's Nothing not, wrong with that. No, it's not a big uh, betrayal no. to traditional archery uh, or anything like that. And frankly, I would suggest giving it a try because it's fun. I mean, it's even if you're just going to go out and shoot 10 cans or whatever, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Just the intricacies of all that you play with has and and it's it's just not changed over the years and matter of fact i'm going to get another muzzleloader i'm getting a smoothbore uh, you know i'm playing with the same thing yeah. i think the sickness is starting to settle in and it's, i'll have a kentucky rifle one of these days and yeah you know instead of one muzzleloader i'm gonna probably gonna end up with five or six yeah. um maybe even some of the regalia or is that what they call it yeah, I've got a lot of it like, already. Like the buckskins and the yeah, I've already got a bunch of that yeah. from the reenacting yeah. days. Maybe and... we should do like our bear hunt next year, just totally that. We can't even have modern day backpacks. We just have to live off the land while we're doing it. We might lose some weight, no doubt. <laughs> Chipmunks don't eat. <laughs> they don't feed too much. <laughs> There's not that many berries out. Not right now. Year. There's no berries we'll out have to right eat, now. We'll have Fake to, morels or whatever they call them. We could eat the fiddlers, what they call that on the end of the ferns, the fiddlers. The, 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 yeah, we could eat yeah. those. And we could eat, you could eat all the little shoots on a, spru- on a spruce tree. And there was some dandelions up top. Dandelions. What, eight of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that'd be fun. But um, <clears throat> anyhow, we just want to get on here. And that's what we were talking about. And uh, hey, guys. If you, if you guys are digging this, you know, I forgot to do this at the beginning. I got a bunch of stuff that people have given us to give away to, to people. Um, Worksharp's one of them. I use Worksharp on all my broadheads um, and my knives. So that that Worksharp, I, last podcast we gave one away. We're going to give one away in this podcast. And all you got to do is leave a review uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, or you could even go, I'll even... Extend it. Go on Barebow Hunters Group, and we'll. I'll start a thread there on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, on Facebook. And what I'll do is I'll just do a random number generator, and I'll lump them all together, and then do a random number generator and give it away. Um, Worksharp really has made a that. Have you seen the Have you seen the Pro Guide Sharpener yet? No, I haven't. Maybe I need to get you one. I haven't seen that. Let, let's get you one today. Um, that is an amazing sharpener for. I use it on my single bevels and double bevels. It really works. And then the three, the if you're shooting three blades, it works really well on those. Okay, cool. All of them. So yeah. Okay, so that's it. That, Jerry's got to get home. Yeah, I got a three-hour drive ahead of yeah, me. Yeah, he's, so. he's gonna slap me. So we're gonna get going. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, one of the things that we can ask is please leave us some messages on what you'd like to hear on future podcast. Um, things that you might need help with, and I will find the guy that can help you. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask. They're, they're not dumb questions. No. 
No, and I, I don't, you know, if it's gap questions, we'll go find, maybe we could get Jason down, Jason Westbrook to come on oh, and yeah. help out. And yeah, uh, if there's anything like that, then we'll, uh, we'll try to get that. We will up. find the answer. Yeah, we'll find I'm, the person who can, yeah. who's the best at it. Yeah. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, we came, we, we can't even track down a bear. All right. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> okay. later. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Bearbow Hunters Podcast. Hey, if you like what you heard, please give us a rating down below. We like the five stars. And uh, follow us also on Instagram under Bearbow Hunters. Go to our YouTube account, Bearbow Hunter at YouTube, under the Life Outdoors heading. So that's uh, Bearbow Hunters YouTube under the Life Outdoors. Also, go and join Bearbow Hunter Group on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.